Waka. Hello, I'm B. Nicole, and this is Buried on the Tundra. I wish to acknowledge that I record this podcast on the ancestral land of the Yupik Chupik people. I acknowledge this is not only in thanks to the indigenous communities who have held relationships with the land for generations, but also in recognition of the historical and ongoing legacy of colonialism. Additionally, I acknowledge this as a point of reflection for all of us as we work towards dismantling colonial practices. Today we're going to travel up north to Selwick. Selwick, Alaska is near Kotzebue, about 70 miles away. It is home to the Inuit people. The most recent census has 805 residents living in Selwick. In the previous census, there were 172 households and 147 families residing in the village. The racial makeup at the time was 3.2% white, 0.1% African American, 94.8% Alaskan Native, 0.7% Asian, 0.1% Pacific Islanders, 0.9% from two or more races, and 0.1% were Hispanic. The median income for a household was $25,625 and $27,639 for a family. About 34.6% of families and 33.4% of the population were living below the poverty line. Selawick is connected by bridges. It is also near the Selawik National Wild Refuge. Some of the wildlife in the refuge include muskox, wolverines, grizzly bears, moose, black bears, two species of foxes, snow goose, beaver, tundra swans, caribou, Canadian goose, river otters, Canadian lynx, ravens, porcupines, minks, and wolves. A warning before you begin today's episode. Today's episode talks about sexual assault and the death of a minor. On Tuesday, November 17th, 2015, Lois Cleveland, 16 years old, was spending the night at her best friend's house. The best friend lived with her grandparents. The grandparents were in Anchorage for medical appointments. Lois's mother was also in Anchorage for medical treatments. Brent Norton, 29 years old, was a VPO for Selawick on duty that night. Norton learned the girls were home alone and went and purchased a bottle of R&R whiskey. Norton then went to the home where the girls were at. He encouraged both girls to drink until they were extremely intoxicated. Once Lois was intoxicated to the point of vomiting, Norton sexually assaulted her. Lois became unconscious and possibly deceased during his attack. Once Norton was done, he noticed Lois wasn't breathing. Instead of calling for help, he put his clothes on and her clothes 
and then attempted to assault the best friend. The friend fought him off. Morton then went back to check on Lois. He noticed that she had no pulse. Did he call for help or start CPR? No, he walked back to the VPO station and called the other VPO. While waiting, Norton began to delete his messages between him and the girls. The two VPOs then went back to the friend's house. Once there, the second VPO finally called for medical assistance. Around 1 a.m., a health aide arrived and determined that Lois was dead. Her body was then sent to the medical examiner's office. The medical examiner could not determine the cause of death. There are some hypotheses that it could be asphyxiation believed to be from Norton's body weight and the fact that Lois's hands had been bound with handcuffs at one point. Norton was charged with attempted sexual assault and furnishing alcohol to minors. He had an additional charge for furnishing alcohol to minors for another incident with a 13-year-old. Norton was also on probation at the time. The probation was from bringing in alcohol into a dry village. In 2016, Norton pled guilty to the charges. He has never been charged with Lois's death. On February 7, 2018, Lois's family settled with the city of Selawick $300,000 for a wrongful death suit. Lois Cleveland was 16 years old. She was very artsy and she liked to swim in the village rivers. You can find case pictures, source materials, and a case map showing you the locations of each of the villages I've talked about. Go to buriedonthetundra.com. You can follow me on Facebook at Buried on the Tundra. You can also follow me on Instagram at Buried on the Tundra Podcast. Like, subscribe, review the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Next week, we're going to look at how a man won $140,000 from a car crash involving a cop car. If you'd like to suggest a case, please send an email to buriedonthetundra at gmail.com. Warmest wishes from the coldest state.